And welcome, friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you. Bill Jack from Worldview Academy with me on this edition. Bill, welcome back to the uh, welcome back to the bunker, as we like to say. Oh, it's good to be back in here, especially since it's so cold and snowy outside. Oh, I know. It's kind of cozy down in yeah. the, you know, um, fireplace bunker. roaring and, uh-huh. and you, you got the hot cocoa with the little marshmallows in them. It wasn't Thanks. exactly hot cocoa, but. And there's no fireplace. No fireplace, no. And Just a bunch of technology, all yeah, these soundboards and computers yeah, all around us here. A little, little dank and, and, and okay. dark down here. Okay, yeah, but the spirit is uh, bright and happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're going to come back to some geopolitical stuff and uh, what's going on with the American cultural scene. Uh, we do want to be sure that you know we discern the times rightly so we will know what to do. And that we are equipping the men and the woman of God for every good work. That's the goal of this radio program, has been for the last 20 years of broadcast. And uh, what we're looking at right now in terms of history, Bill, is another Cold War. Now, you remember the Cold War. You were I do. probably a little bit older than I was. I was probably five, six, seven, eight years of age, and you were no, I was about thirty-five or so. Thirty-five, yeah, <laughs> or so during the last Cold War. So there was a Cold War. There was a nuclear buildup. Remember the nuclear race, and then there was a space race. Well, the same thing is happening now. We have another Cold War, another nuclear buildup, and another space race, and we're losing. China is going to beat us to the moon again this time with space technology. China is gearing up to launch a lunar lander, actually, within the next few months. The news comes directly after the fuel leak that doomed the U.S. space mission to the lunar surface uh, earlier this week. Uh, the Chinese mission will attempt the first ever sample collection from the far side of the moon. First time in, what, 50 years that's happening. China is hoping to be more successful than the U.S. attempt uh, this week. It has a solid track record for lunar landings and became the first nation to land a rover on the far side of the moon in 2019. So China's ahead of us. America beat Russia in the 1960s. You remember that? Yeah. Second space race, China's ahead. Now, what, what this means for us, Bill, is that America is humbled, and we should be humbled. And uh, I'm getting those red hats. It says, Maha, make America humble again. So I'm hoping for that. Yep. Okay, I buy a couple red hats. You're in for this, right? Sure. Okay, we're getting some Maha hats in just a little bit. Make America humble again. America's losing. America is losing in terms of economy, its technology, its social situation, its military situation. Remember, we're way behind in terms of hypersonic delivery systems for nuclear bombs. So just keep all of that in mind. It's time to make America humble again at every single level. America is facing... uh, it's crisis situation. It's an epistemological crisis, a social crisis, an economic crisis. It's a military crisis. It's a crisis at every single point right now, all except for the point that nobody's paying attention. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> except and, and, for and, that and, issue. You know, that's interesting because during the last space race, the Russians actually beat us. They did at, yeah. at the first, and then at we the came first. out. And mm-hmm. it's it spurred us to uh, to excellence and achievement. And I'm wondering if this is going to do the same thing, and if we're just or or if we're just going to sit and despair and wring our hands. Well, the root issue is epistemological and teleological. As America has lost a will to carry on its civilization, and uh, it, that that plays itself out into uh, the breakdown of education. America is now. Roughly third world, second world for sure, but third world country 
also in terms of its academics. Uh, we tend to score down around uh, 26th to 30th place in uh, the international competitions for uh, math and science when it comes to these academic tests. So America is doing very badly in every single way, except for the fact that we're $100 trillion in debt and doing very well for ourselves. Thank you very much. Be back with more in just a moment on Generation. Stay with me. Hello, my friends. For the last 15 years, the Generations team has produced a Christian curriculum specifically for families who want to give their children a God-centered, Bible-saturated, biblical worldview-based education. Our commitment is to restore the Christian faith, generational faith in an age where we are losing faith in this country and almost anywhere around the world where Christian children attend secular schools or use secular curriculum and imbibe secular culture. Now, we're not relying on the pre-Christian Greeks for an educational model here. We're not relying on the post-Christian secularists for the education model either. Our curriculum is based in a biblical worldview. We put hundreds of Bible verses in the history books and integrate the truths into the subjects. We want to glorify God on every page of the science books. We immediately integrate knowledge into life application and natural revelation with special revelation. We keep Christ at the very center of the history books with preparing the world for Jesus and taking the world for Jesus. I believe God is calling this generation in this highly secularized age to a radical change in how they disciple their children. Please check out our program for education of your children and grandchildren at www.generations.org. And we are back on Generations. This is Kevin Swanson. Now, as America is tumbling, I think this plays in very tightly to America's values. America's values and the things that America considers to be important. Is it fearing God, worshiping God, serving others, preparing for the next generation? Or is it worshiping self, worshiping sensual idols? Uh, Of course, every civilization faces this, and it seems to me that America has turned into a nation that is living for itself in the present, a nation that kills 80 million babies, implodes its birth rates, and then spends its great-great-great-great-grandchildren into debt, is a nation that could care less about the future and the future of its civilization, the replication or the reproduction or the improvement Uh, for future generations and of course the character of the previous generation the last several generations has been eroded systematically i would say since the 1950s largely because we are living for ourselves for the present the existentialistic myopic lifestyle that the present generation is living out Um, but i think this reflects in the the metric that has been recorded for i'd say the last 60 years through gallup poll and other organizations, Time Magazine as well, as they make a list of the most respected or the most admired people in the country. Uh, Billy Graham used to be uh, right there up front. In fact, Billy Graham was on more lists in the top 10 more often than any other character in American history until, I'm going to say, about 2018, which would be right around uh, his death. So Billy Graham was number one. 
which to me indicates that America had something of a respect for God. Uh, not everybody, you know, appreciates Billy Graham's ministry, but uh, at the very least, America has something of a recognition of God, a respect for God, a reverence for God that is uh, entirely gone today. Uh, now, in the present list, what you find in terms of the most admired men in America is that Elon Musk seems to be uh, taking that position over and over again. He's effectively replaced Billy Graham. Uh, but what you get on the current lists are four singers, two actors, three billionaires, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and Jeff Bezos, and one politician, Zelensky, the Ukraine guy. So uh, now here's the 2010 list. The 2010 list, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Nelson Mandela, Bill Gates was there, the Pope, and then Billy Graham, Jimmy Carter, Glenn Beck who is a conservative talk show host and the Dalai Lama. So those were the ones on the most admired list in 2010. Now here's a list from 1965, Lyndon B. Johnson, Dwight Eisenhower, Robert Kennedy, Billy Graham, Pope Paul VI, Martin Luther King, Richard Nixon, Hubert Humphrey, Billy Graham, I'm sorry, Barry Goldwater and Harry Truman. And there I, I count, I think three religious figures and the rest of them are politicians. Today it's Taylor Swift, Elon Musk, Kina Reeves, Selena Gomez, Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, Rihanna, uh, Dolly Parton, Bill Gates, Michael Jordan, according to this ranker survey. And then Time Magazine puts Taylor Swift at the top, Sam Altman, who's again a techno guy, uh, Barbie. Barbie's not even Barbie's, a real person. Barbie's not a real person, right? But she's there. Putin, Xi Jinping, and the prosecutors who went after Trump. Now, the difference, as I see it, is on this list, you have a number of of sports figures, uh, you've got singers, actors, et cetera, and I think two or three politicians, but not Americans. In other words, Americans are not impressed with American politicians. They would prefer Barbie and Taylor Swift and Elon Musk uh, to any kind of American politician, and they would go for the Chinese and the Russian uh, prime ministers and presidents over any American politician. So what you see is a significant shift, I would say, in just the last three to four years. Yeah. And the, it's interesting because these are celebrities, most of them, not necessarily people who, who contribute to society in a meaningful way as far as policies or progress. I yeah. Mean, that there, yeah. There's, there's no substance to many of these, these people being on. It's not that they're not influential people. It's that they have no a substance in what they provide society for its underpinnings. Well, I think what you can say is there is certainly a rising cynicism with democracy and politics in this country. After voting for 28 messiahs in our democraticish nations, really run by oligarchies, I think what's happening, Bill, is that we finally come to the conclusion as a nation that the government isn't going to save us. So there's a rising cynicism towards politics that has descended upon the nation. Now, of course, Barack Obama was at the top of the list for a long time, whether it be a time list or the Gallup poll. Uh, typically, it was Barack Obama that was up there towards the top for 10 to 12 years. But uh, that messiah has failed us as well. Uh, as well as Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and the rest of the crowd. And so I think what's happening is that, yeah, uh, Chinese and Russian politicians somehow are making the list, but American politicians, not so much. Uh, there is a rising cynicism about politics and the potential of government to save us. 
and uh, to to influence the nation or the world in a positive way. So there's so, a rising cynicism going on here. So what we do is we turn to entertainment. That's exactly and right. Material game. That's right. It's bread and games. Yeah. So at the point at which we have little interest in Caesar, we're interested in the bread and games. While the hordes rush into uh, Rome and destroy the city and destroy undermine the entire empire, but at least we have enough bread and games uh, to keep us until you know, they, I guess, knock us out. So we're increasingly impressed with our actors and musicians, those who will help us to live in a pretend world of pseudo reality and those who pretend to be gods on the movie screens. Um, but uh, I guess this is supposed to soften the blow of reality by romanticism, by expressing the cumulative social sentiments the best way they possibly can through Taylor Swift or somebody else. The pseudo gods who are most bold in their rebellion against the true and living God are also impressive uh, to the modern world. And one more thing, why these billionaires? Well, it turns out these billionaires are pretty special people these days. The world's 10 wealthiest persons, get this, the 10, 10 wealthiest persons in the world added $500 billion to the net worth last year in 2023. That's a 46% increase compared to the S&P increase of 24%. So in other words, who's raking in the bucks, who's raking in the dough for the pretended increase in the value of the stocks and uh, the, uh, the the various instruments that are increasing in value. It turns out it's the uh, 10 wealthiest persons in the world that are adding most uh, to their bottom line. 46% increase to the 10 wealthiest persons in the world. Of course, Elon Musk at the very top, $139 billion went to $227 billion in a single year. So Ranker puts uh, Taylor Swift as the most influential person of the year, Elon Musk as number two. Also, it's interesting that Stuart Varney from Fox Business had some comments on Elon Musk. This was just yesterday, I believe. Uh, he basically is saying that Elon Musk has some effectively some, some bad character issues. If you're the richest person in the world, can you do anything you like to do? Elon Musk is the richest and he sure acts like he can do whatever he likes to do. Uh, it's a long and detailed report relating to what he's, uh, he's done, but he attended private parties while LSD cocaine and ketamine were used. Those who attended signed non-disclosure agreements. He smoked marijuana in the Joe Rogan interview, and Musk says he has a prescription for ketamine. Was he under the influence when he sent out the infamous tweet to buy out Twitter? Was he under the influence when he made a nonsensical speech to SpaceX employees? Good questions. Since Musk is in charge of six corporations with assets measuring in the trillions of dollars. Elon Musk, uh, significant character issues. Uh, expletive-laden comments are coming uh, during Musk's appearances at the New York Times Deal Book Summit. Uh, that was an issue as well. Uh, he's the greatest innovator of the age, and that gives him clout. But if any business falters, his extraordinary behavior will come under much closer scrutiny. Maybe the richest person in the world can do anything he likes while the going is good, but that will change fast if drug use proves destructive. Well, that's a comment uh, made by Stuart Varney, who is one of the major hosts on Fox Business News, and I would say that the the uh, message sent to our youth is a problem. We're supposed to be impressed with these guys who have accumulated the most fake money in this game of monopoly in the house of cards called the American economy. It doesn't take much character anymore to win in this fake game of monopoly 
uh, collecting the fake money called Federal Reserve notes, which they don't bother printing up anymore anyway. So the message sent to our youth is what, Bill? Here's what the message is sent to the youth. And I know a number of young men, especially, who love Elon Musk. He is their hero. I'm talking about Christians. These are Christian young men. They think the world of Elon Musk. Well, the message sent to these men is this. These wealthy men can play fast and loose with the F word. These men can do drugs. They can shove off all authority. They can have five children out of wedlock and sleep with their girlfriends. They can make their fortunes of government subsidies, and they can become the most successful and most wealthy men in the world. Remember, the U.S. government is on the hook for $41 billion in total subsidy outlays towards Tesla and its battery partner, Panasonic. Tesla has received so far, get this, $6 billion in carbon credit revenue since 2017, which happens to be almost all the net income the company has earned since 20. 11. Let me say that one more time. Uh, Tesla, a total fake company, has uh, taken in already $6 billion in carbon credit revenue since 2017, which happens to be almost all the net income the company has earned since the year 2011. The U.S. government is on the hook now for $41 billion in total subsidy outlays towards Tesla and its battery partner, Panasonic. So it's a sham. It's only the appearance of profitability and wealth. This is what characterizes men like Elon Musk today. The gods are increasingly impoverished, but whether the gods be power, money, sex, or escapism, they make for poor gods. (laughs) They make for poor gods. Keep that in mind. I realize we're supposed to make our proper prostrations to the gods in the marketplace, including Elon Musk, but I'm sorry, my friends, but these are poor gods. People, they were worshiping politics, but not so much anymore. Now, just the billionaires. And the Taylor Swifts of the world. That's it. That's the gods that are left for the modern age, and they won't do you much good anyway. Here's Psalm 20 and verse 5. We will rejoice in thy salvation. In the name of our God, we will set up our banners. The Lord will fulfill all your petitions. Now know that I, the Lord, saves his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Listen to this. They are brought down and fallen. They always do. But we are risen and we stand aright. Save Lord. Let the king hear us when we call. I can't think of a better end to uh, this discussion on the gods of the heathen, the gods of the marketplace, the gods of America today. Impoverished gods. Sad gods. Not impressive. Yeah, they're, they're fiat gods. That's a good word. You know? Yeah. And it doesn't mean they drive a little sports car. (laughs) (laughs) Whether or not it's an EV. Okay. All right. That wraps up this edition of the Generations Broadcast, my friends. I'd encourage you to my book, Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West, to better understand the fall of the American economy, the fall of the Western social systems, the fall of a civilization, the fall of a culture, to better understand how we gained a tremendous civilization, an amazing culture. We saw an amazing rise of technology, science, economics, etc., and then the fall. How did it happen? And how does Elon Musk contribute to it? Read the book Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West to better understand it. It's available at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation. <laughs>